Tradcast Express. Tradcast Express, it's Saturday, March 21st, 2020. Well, ladies and gentlemen, since we're in the midst of a real or apparent pandemic, we're going to have to interrupt our exciting series on France's exhortation, I mean, um, Corrida Amazonia, for a short while, and instead turn our attention to more current news. Well, with the coronavirus lockdown in the Vatican, the Jesuit apostate Jorge Bergoglio, more commonly but incorrectly known as Pope Francis, has a lot of time on his hands, and he's using some of it to give phone interviews. Yay! So, yesterday, March 20th, the Italian La Stampa published an interview with him, and of course, the topic was the coronavirus lockdown and what people should be doing. So, they ask him how, as he had said, Lent can help find a meaning to what is happening. And here's what he responds, quote, The preparation time to Easter with prayers and fasting trains us to look at others with solidarity, especially those who suffer. While waiting for the glow of that light that will illuminate everything and everybody again, unquote. Now, notice how, first of all, he is doing what he usually does, and that is focus everything ultimately on man, on the temporal world, right? The Lenten season with its prayers and fasting exists to train us, so he claims to be compassionate towards others. Yeah, that's what a naturalist would say, because there is not a hint of the supernatural in what he said. The goal of Lent, though, is a supernatural one. It has to do primarily with the soul and its relationship with God. God, remember him? Now, of course, what Francis said isn't entirely wrong either, and that's typical for him. You know, he usually says things that aren't necessarily wrong. They're only wrong if you understand them in the way in which he means them. And usually what he does is uh, he will emphasize a secondary aspect and totally exaggerate it and completely ignore or totally de-emphasize the primary aspect. In any case, of course we have to love our neighbor and practice compassion, and Lent is an excellent time for the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. But Francis gave his answer in response to the question of how Lent helps us to find meaning in what is happening. And that would have been the perfect time for him to mention that Lent reminds us that we are mortal. Remember, Lent begins on Ash Wednesday with, Remember, man, that thou art dust, and unto dust thou shalt return. And, of course, it's a great reminder that this earthly life is not permanent. It's not our home. This coronavirus thing reminds us that all earthly life ultimately comes to an end and can, in fact, be over at any moment. It reminds us that the health of the soul is so much more important than the health of the body and that we'd better be in the state of grace at all times. Yes, it does also remind us that we must be compassionate to those who suffer and make sacrifices to help them, 
but that has to be seen and understood within this supernatural context. And who knows what he meant by that glow of light that will illuminate everything and everybody again. It sounds like Star Trek or something. Anyway, uh, next he um, was asked how God can help us. And uh, the false pope gave this immensely satisfying response. Quote, God supports us in many ways. God gives us strength and closeness in the same way he did with the disciples who asked for help in the storm or when he gave his hand to Peter who was drowning, unquote. That's it. That was his response. See, this man is at the spiritual level of a Hallmark greeting card, okay? This is just psychology dressed up with uh, some scripture references. He makes no mention of grace, not here and not in the entire interview. But then it gets better, or worse, actually. The interviewer asks him where non-believers can find consolation and encouragement. And here is Bergoglio's answer. He says, quote, I don't want to make a distinction between believers and non-believers. We are all human beings, and as human beings, we are all in the same boat. And no human thing must be alien to a Christian. Here we cry because we suffer, all of us. What helps us is synergy, mutual collaboration, the sense of responsibility and the spirit of sacrifice that is generated in many places. We don't have to make a distinction between believers and non-believers. Let's go to the root, humanity. Before God, we are all children. Unquote. Straight out of the Masonic Lodge, folks. Again, it's all naturalism. Do you see anything supernatural in what he said? This could just as well have been said by the Dalai Lama or the Secretary General of the United Nations. Now, don't get me wrong. Catholics must assist all who suffer, of course, whether they're believers or not. That's not the issue. But the question was, where can non-believers find consolation and encouragement? And what does he say? Well, we're all in the same boat and we got to work together and help each other. Well, whoop-dee-doo. What incredible encouragement from the Pope. So, how would a Catholic answer that question? Well, I'm sure there are different ways to answer it, but he would certainly try to direct people towards the supernatural, towards the goal of the salvation of their souls. So, a Catholic might answer that non-believers should see in this crisis a reminder from God that this world is not our home, and that their souls are in need of divine grace because what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What a very vivid reminder the situation is that if you labor for this world, you will only earn death sooner or later. It is a valley of tears after all, and all you can gain from it is a few decades of temporal happiness at best. So, people should use the opportunity to reflect on their last end. Well, obviously, you're never going to hear that from the Frankster. Now, two days prior to this interview with La Stampa, Francis had given an interview to La Repubblica. 
That's another Italian newspaper. And there, too, he was asked the question, how can those who do not have faith have hope in days like these? And his answer was even worse than what he said to La Stampa. To La Repubblica, he said, quote, they, meaning the unbelievers, are all God's children and are looked upon by him. Even those who have not yet met God, those who do not have the gift of faith, can find their way through this in the good things they believe in. They can find strength in love for their children, for their family, for their brothers and sisters. One can say, I cannot pray because I do not believe. But at the same time, however, he can believe in the love of the people around him and thus find hope. Unquote. There you go. It's greeting card spirituality. Believe in love. Angels are among us. That kind of stuff. And it's actually even worse. Not only did Francis not say what unbelievers need to hear, he actually confirmed them in their unbelief by making it seem as though there is genuine hope to be found in this life without God, without grace. That is naturalism. And this is typical for the Argentinian apostate because he always does that. He, just like when he tells Muslims that they should study the Koran to find the hope they need to move on. Or when he tells people to pray for him and those who don't believe in prayer should send him good vibrations instead. There is not a single Catholic bone in that man's inflated body. Oh, and then did you notice? He repeated his favorite idea that all human beings are God's children. Which is funny because when he preaches about baptism, he says that baptism makes us God's children. Yeah, oops. Anyway, in chapter 2, verse 3 of his epistle to the Ephesians, St. Paul writes that by nature we are all children of wrath. And in Galatians 3.26, he says, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. In Romans 9.8, the same apostle teaches us, Not they that are the children of the flesh are the children of God, but they that are the children of the promise are accounted for the seed. And uh, by children of the promise, he means the regenerate of the new covenant. And St. John the Apostle writes, Whosoever is born of God committeth not sin, for his seed abideth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever is not just is not of God, nor he that loveth not his brother. And that's 1 John chapter 3, verses 9 and 10. Yeah, so there are even children of the devil, according to St. John. Unless there be any misunderstanding, only the soul in the state of sanctifying grace is an adopted child of God. So even if you're baptized and a member of the church, if you are in mortal sin, you are not a child of God, but actually a child of the devil. 
And when your mortal sins are forgiven, either in confession through a valid absolution or outside of confession through perfect contrition, then you once again become an adopted child of God. So, this idea that all people are children of God, which Francis loves to push, is quite misleading. All right, returning now to the March 20th interview in La Stampa, towards the end, Francis is asked to comment on the great solidarity we're seeing among people in the wake of this emergency. He's asked, when everything is over, could this solidarity have served anything for the future? And this is his response, quote, To remind humans once and for all that humankind is one community, and how important and decisive is universal brotherhood. We have to think that it will be a bit like a post-war period. There will no longer be the other, it will be us. Because we can only get out of this situation together, unquote. Okay, so of course he uses the coronavirus crisis to promote his Masonic Brotherhood stuff. In 1910, Pope St. Pius X wrote about this in his apostolic letter, Our Apostolic Mandate, in which he condemned what's called Sionism. The Sionists, Pius X said, quote, have religious and philosophical principles for the reconstruction of society upon new foundations. They have a particular conception of human dignity, freedom, justice, and brotherhood. And in an attempt to justify their social dreams, they put forward the gospel, but interpret it in their own way. And what is even more serious, they call to witness Christ, but a diminished and distorted Christ. Unquote. Doesn't that just describe Bergoglio to a T? In any case, Francis left the best for last. The interviewer asks him, what should we restart with as human beings? And Francis says, quote, we will have to look at the roots even more, the grandparents, the elderly, to build a real brotherhood among all of us, to remember this difficult experience we lived all together, and to move forward with hope, which never disappoints. These will be the key words to start again. Roots, memory, brotherhood, and hope. Unquote. Oh, what a delight it must have been for him to say that. Roots, memory, brotherhood, and hope. Wow. The grandmaster of your local Masonic Lodge could not have said it better. Four concepts completely divorced from anything supernatural, from anything Christian. Roots, memory, brotherhood, hope. That'll work for any religion. Any religion, that is, except the Catholic religion. Tratcast Express is a production of Novos Ordo Watch. Check us out at tratcast.org. And if you like what we're doing, please consider making a tax-deductible contribution at novosordowatch.org slash donate.